Got a packed show today, including details on Kyle Busch back in a dirt lay model, a brighter future ahead for Terre Haute, the outlaws in action, and a weird situation at Bridgeport. Let's go. It's Friday, March 24th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. We'll start your Friday off with a couple of late model news items from the past 24 hours. First, big time NASCAR guy Kyle Busch will be back in a dirt late model coming up in a few weeks. He's going to run Kyle Larson's late model show at Volunteer Speedway on April 6th, and he's going to do that in a Wells Motorsports ride as a teammate to Brandon Overton. This will be Busch's first time back in a dirt late model since he ran the Bristol Dirt Nationals in 2021. He ran those races to prepare for the first NASCAR Bristol Dirt Weekend and teamed up with Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Davenport and Landers for those two starts. He ended up 13th and 11th in those two races, respectively. Bush is also a past winner of the Prelude to the Dream at Eldora. And on top of that, Bush has been making sporadic starts in micro competition, including the past two years at the Tulsa Shootout. That Larson show at Bulls Gap, 20,000 a win on the Thursday before the Food City Dirt Race at Bristol for the Cup Series. Uh, should draw a very healthy field of entrance. Uh, we've already talked about this kind of two-week stretch of racing there in Tennessee. A lot of shows that are there that are going to pay big money. And, you know, those NASCAR fans that are going to be there for the Bristol race, this will be a good opportunity to see some of these guys uh, up close and have chances to get closest with pit passes there. But uh, Also, yesterday we found out that in the continued fallout over the GR Smith-Ashton Winger incident at Southern Raceway, driver Peyton Freeman will not stay out full-time with the World of Outlaws Late Model Series. Freeman was attempting his rookie run with the Outlaws, but that was happening in the GR Smith-owned 22. Now that Freeman has split with Smith and returned to his family-owned car after the fiasco, the team is not prepared to continue that pursuit. In a statement yesterday, the team said, quote, We were going to be rushed to get the cars, motors, and team assembled. We just want to do it the right way. We're still eligible for 2024, and we will have time to have everything and everyone in place to do it the right way, unquote. The plan is to have the F1 back on track sometime in April with a full schedule still to come. And before we move on to several other news items today, I did want to talk about the Ward of Outlaws at Talladega and Magnolia this weekend. Talladega is on tap for tonight, Magnolia the stop on Saturday. These are two tracks that teams will have limited notes on. Talladega hasn't been on the Outlaw schedule since 2011, and the series has just a single appearance at the MAG back in 2021. David Gravel got the last win at Talladega back in 2011. It was actually his first career outlaw victory. He enters the weekend as the series points leader. If you're curious, Sheldon Hoddenshield has the lone Magnolia victory. So setups, notes, all of those things are going to be a question mark. And obviously this comes on the heels of the introduction of the new sprint car tire. So I think things tonight and tomorrow should be pretty wide open. I'm not sure what we'll see in terms of car count both nights. You know, we're going to get the outlaw regulars, and I do know that Buddy Kofoid is coming, as is Bill Baylog and Rico Abreu. And after what we saw at Lincoln, Rico might be a guy to really pay attention to the next two nights. Things possibly are evened out a little bit here, and uh, Rico could strike again. Through these first six races, Carson Macedo and Logan Schuhart are the only guys with top 10 finishes every night. Macedo is currently riding a 12-race top 10 streak that goes back to last season. Some guys who will be looking to turn things around this weekend include Donnie Schatz, uh, who we talked about on yesterday's show, and maybe some of the issues that are going on inside of that team right now. He's ninth in points and already 92 back of gravel in the standings. 
Gio Selzy has just a single top 10 so far this year, and he needs to get things going in a solid direction. Remember, this is his first season out with the Outlaws full-time. And Jacob Allen has been disappointing so far. Just a single top five and top 10 finish. That was a third at Volusia on March 6th. His last nine Outlaw starts have resulted in finishes of 14th or worse eight times. He's way down in 15th in the standings currently. If you're not in the area, you can watch both nights live over on Dirt Vision. We've been talking about the USAC Midget Field a bunch, and it continues to fill out. Yesterday, uh, to no surprise, uh, it was announced that Cannon McIntosh will chase the full schedule in 2023. Like we said, he had already signed on to run the full Extreme Midget Slate, uh, and he'll be one of a few guys who will now do both. We also know about Chance Crum as well. He was fifth in the USAC standings a year ago. He's got six career series victories on his resume. In the piece from Richie Murray, McIntosh made it clear that they are out to win the title this season, but to do so, he'll have to take a big step forward in terms of his consistency. I don't want to directly compare him to Buddy Kofoid in that run in 2022 because what Buddy did was historic. An average finish near four, you know, a whole crap load of wins, uh, top tens in almost every single race. But McIntosh's average finish of 9.13 from a year ago just isn't going to get it done here. He's going to have to get at least, I think, into the sixes to have any shot at the championship. Last season, Justin Grant's five wins, 17 top fives, 25 top tens, and average finish of 6.8 were well clear of McIntosh. I think the mistakes, the mechanical gremlins, all of that stuff has to be eliminated going forward if they're really going to have a shot at this thing. The addition of McIntosh makes at nine total right now for the USAC midget field. Uh, he joins Jake Andriotti, Jacob Denny, Logan Seavey, Chance Crum, Dazen Persley, Ryan Timms, Taylor Reimer, and Bryant Wiedemann on that list. The Terre Haute, uh, Terre Haute action track is officially back from the dead. We knew there was some movement happening at the track, uh, and that was some uh, something was in the works for 2023 and a schedule there, and the fair board announced yesterday their plans for this season. Word of Outlaws full-timer Bill Rose has been named the new promoter of the track, and they will host three USAC shows this year. They're going to have the Silver Crown cars open up on April 16th uh, for the Sumar Classic. That show will also feature UMP Modifieds. In May, at Terre Haute, we'll get the 53rd running of the Tony Holman Classic for the USAC National Sprint Cars, and then later in July, the Sprint Cars will return for Round 5 of Indiana Sprint Week. At this moment, these are the only three races planned for the year at Terre Haute. This is good news for a track that's been in limbo since the deal went sideways between Scott Ronk, Bernie Stubgen, and the Fairboard during 2022. Hopefully things go a little easier for Rose than they have in the recent past for Terre Haute promoters. And ahead of their up, uh, upcoming shows at Attica to start the regular season, the All-Star Circuit of Champions have named a new series director. That position had been open after the departure of longtime series boss Eric Walls, but going forward, veteran racer Kevin Naus will take the reins. Now spent much of 2022 as an official for the All-Stars, and his trackside role will continue in 2023. He's going to transition to the tower to also race direct for 2024. In the meantime, longtime scorer Ross Paulson is going to slide over and race direct. Brad Hockaday is going to take over that timing and scoring role at most events. And then Ken Osborne, John Manier, and Steve Topper all remain as tech officials. Aaron Knowles back as pit steward and social media creator. And my guy, Blake Anderson, continues as the regular series announcer and Space Jam DJ. This transition won't hardly, I think, even be noticed by the fans in the stands. This is a pretty veteran group, a bunch of people that have been together a long time. They know how to get the series up and down the road. The All-Star season starts up again in about two weeks. If you're a Northeast Modified fan, we've got a bit of a weird situation this weekend at Bridgeport. The Hoffman Memorial was supposed to go down on Friday and Saturday as a short track super series event. 
But because of weather, the Short Track Super Series has withdrawn their sanction from the weekend. But the event isn't canceled, at least not yet anyway. Bridgeport has sacked Friday and Saturday. They're going to attempt to run the race on Sunday, which was an original rain date, and they're keeping the payout and the rules. All that stuff is the same, just without the STSS sanction. Modified sportsmen still on the slate, but the track is monitoring weather and conditions for that Sunday rain date. So keep an eye on this one if you are planning on heading to Bridgeport this weekend. Keep an eye elsewhere as well, because I know there are some other cancellations that are probably going to come out. Uh, as I was writing the show today, Williams Grove canceled as well. So uh, a lot of things kind of still up in the air here for the next couple of days. At Humboldt Speedway last night for the King of America opener for the USMTS Modifieds, 56-year-old Terry Phillips topped the 62-car field for his 39th career series victory. Phillips was emotional in victory lane afterwards, announcing his retirement from dirt late model competition. He's obviously going to still continue to run Modifieds. He led all 35 laps in the main event, topping Jason Hughes and Ryan Gustin. With so much late model racing rained out this week, a few late model guys went ahead and jumped back in modifieds for this event. That includes Gustin, Johnny Scott's there, uh, and Ricky Thornton Jr. will join the fun starting tonight. USMTS competitors continue uh, tonight, tomorrow. Saturday's big show pays $12,000 to win. i uh, got a pretty solid streaming schedule ahead. If you can't get out to the racetrack this weekend, what about those sprint cars on Duravision? Like I mentioned, USMTS on Race and Dirt. And there's a lot of local and regional action across the streaming services. If you want to see the full daily streaming schedule all weekend long, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good weekend out there. Enjoy the dirt racing that you're going to get a chance to see, whether that's at the track or on the streaming services. We'll be right back here on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Dirt Tracker Daily.